Welcome guys, here we are, episode 106. We've got a good one for you guys today. Um, we've looked at a few things that have happened in the OCR world, um, the new things from Tough Mudder, what's happening with OCR World Championships uh, 2020 slash 2021. Um, we've also got James Burton from UK SOF on the show. He's talking about the new short course is around the UK that you can take part in. Of course, he means UK OSF, but yeah, I know what he meant. <laughs> SOF. That's, there we go. Luke's thinking about UFOs, I think. Um, yeah, no, we had uh, James on today. Um, really good chat with little James. We always like having James on. Um, chats about this more recent short course thing that he's got going on. Uh, Phil Fit and myself were a part of it as well, so anybody can come and whack down a time and see if they can beat my time on the course and then it goes into the little league that goes then on to hopefully a championship towards the end of the year if uh, if COVID goes away and we can get doing that but um, always good to chat to James as well see what he's doing personally um, yeah and that strange haircut that he's let his wife uh, do to his head and we can talk a little bit more about that um, yeah so if you do say James now you'll see what I mean when I say that because obviously it's the podcast you can't see um, but here we go. Here's James Burton and myself and Luke um, chatting OCR. Enjoy. There we go. So this head into a few little uh, news bites from around the world in OCR. Um, so there's a few bits that have happened over the last week or so. Um, Tough Mudder, obviously in the UK, uh, put out on some of their Facebook groups that they won't be doing events this year, um, which is a bit of a shame, but to be expected, I guess, with uh, the way events have been going at the moment. Um, obviously, also, they did announce that they are having some kind of virtual challenges that are going to be online. Um, if you've seen those, you can find them on the websites. Um, I think the first one was the Grand Canyon Challenge, which sounds pretty interesting. Have you seen these, Jack? No, I haven't actually. I, I did see uh, something about them. I didn't actually look and investigate what they are, but I'm, I'm liking the sound of this. So, so did it, have they released what it actually is yet, or is it a case of um, is it a release date or? Um, well, they've released the challenges and there isn't much information about the challenge, just kind of the name when you go onto the website. Tough Mudder Challenge, first one, Grand Canyon Challenge. Um, you can buy digital access for £12 um, and then it allows you to join the challenge and take part in that one. Um, that. Yeah, I think they've actually got quite a few. So they've got an August, September one as well. Can you see the names um, of the other ones? No, it gets unlocked. There's a different theme for each one. But in the August one, there's somebody on a bike. Could be a clue. Um, in the September one, there's two people doing a sprint in the picture. Could be a clue or could be nothing. Um, I think, obviously, they're including some swag in the packages. You can upgrade that to, to get a headband and a few other little bits in there as well. Um, I think you've got to pay a little bit more, but... Something. I like that. It's something different, isn't it? I like the idea yeah. that Tough Mudder have gone, you know what, let's just do this, and that's great. Um, that's actually got me interested. Uh, I'm not one <laughs> for virtual races, but I like the sound of Grand Canyon, for sure. Um, there you so go. Uh, well, if you sign up, let us know what the Grand Canyon Challenge is, because uh, we would uh, we would like to know, Jack. Yes. <laughs> so, moving on to the next bit of news comes from 
OCR World Championships. Obviously, they have gone back to America for their event in 2020. Unfortunately, it has been stopped due to COVID and will return in 2021. A bit of a shame. I know a lot of people had been kind of thinking because America's been opening up and it looked a bit positive over there. But unfortunately, cases do seem to be rising. So uh, anybody who does OCR in the States, please stay safe. Um, It's a good call, though, I think, probably, actually. Yeah, good call. And it just seems to be, obviously, Spartan have announced that they're doing, I think it's 25 races, um, obviously a shorter season, something like that. And they announced they're doing a few series, American series, US series races as well, uh, but not as many as they were planning to do. I do think COVID has had a bit of an effect on all of uh, the bigger events. Mm. But I mean, it would have been unfair to make guys race in the series, you know, over and over and over again in the same month anyway. So I think cutting the series slightly smaller, making it more accessible to people to get to as well is probably a, a good thing. Um, could be worse. We could have no racing. So at least they're trying to do something to get racing back on and back to normality um but it'd be good to watch if we can obviously if they're going to stream it it'd be good to watch them racing series races back again definitely yeah that'd be interesting to see if they do actually manage to get some kind of streaming happening over there you know what it feels Um, like it was like you know when you're like into football and like you being a man united fan i'm a spurs fan you know when you get like to the end of the season and then you have pre-season and it's just like boring because there's freaking all nothing on tv that's what it's felt like to me it's like we've had this prolonged pre-season of ocr and uh it pretty much is just been a really long off season so it will be great when we do actually finally get unleashed on a course it'll be fun and talking about football luke i'm assuming you've seen uh one of the games recently on tv are you are you a fake fan noise person or a no fan noise person um i've been watching the games with the noise on um i, did I don't know if I... Day i'm like this is so weird it feels like i'm watching yeah. side football <laughs> nah i couldn't sit there in quiet i was just like nah it, it's uh sometimes it's hard enough to watch man united at the moment so uh i, I need to know well well. we're playing better um i've i've enjoyed since coming back from <laughs> from before we've actually played quite well nice hat trick from martial the other day so yeah 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 um but one place in europe where there have been a few races has been poland they've had a couple of races happen already look look to me like um quite short course events Mm -hmm. um which has looked interesting and the weekend just gone in hungary was the first european spartan event since lockdown um Looks like it all went well. They had a couple of elite waves in the race as well. Um, didn't really see too much from the event, but a few little videos that uh, did appear online. But seemed like it went okay. Yeah, I think that's encouraging for us Europeans, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Eastern European, wasn't it? I think like so Poland, Hungary. I think Germany's opened up again. I think Austria's slightly opened up. Uh, the corridors to, is it France as well, have opened up this week, haven't they? So yeah. I, that, that's great. I mean, things are obviously better in Europe. They've had it for a lot longer. They've they've got overcoded a little bit quicker than most. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, obviously they're opening up first. But hopefully that's a good sign for us Brits um, that we won't be, we, well, should I say, we will be following suit hopefully soon and won't be falling into a horrible trap if if people can behave themselves, I think, and uh, stay safe, I think, uh, yeah, the sooner everyone sort of, you know, stays inside and 
stops going out in masses, I think we can get on with racing and all do those thing, fun things we enjoy doing. But um, I don't think we're far off. Like we say in the podcast with James in a minute, I think um, I think September, Like I think you've been saying September for quite a while, haven't you? I think yeah. September sort of is a sensible time to go, look, that still gives us a couple of months to iron out these sort of things we're still doing wrong now and hopefully come up with some sort of protocols in place for mass gatherings and Obviously, we talk OCR, it's everywhere, isn't it? All sports, all mass gatherings, you know. Um, I'm not, yeah, not necessarily sure. saying we're going to get three, four, five thousand people at a race next week, but I am saying that they might be able to accommodate a couple of hundred people or a hundred people or 50 people or whatever that situation will be. Um, yeah, I think um, something, if anything, on a smaller scale would be safer to start with and then um, continuing that trend further in the year. Once we see how everything is on the health and safety side of it all. Um, but yeah, being back at an event would be lovely. So that'd be great. I mean, to be fair, I think our season at the minute currently, in, in one word, is screwed, isn't it? I mean, like our season isn't how it was meant to be. You know, we've all now had this really strange training preseason block, which is, you know, odd uh, to say the least. You know, I know I've peaked and come back down and peaked and lost motivation and peaked and lost motivation again. And I'm now like, a, oh, I really want to peak again. But it's like, ah. Um, so I think we've all gone through that. I just think it would be nice, like you say, just to do something for a bit of fun. Because at the end of the day, we all do it for fun. So yeah. find that enjoyment of just meeting each other and going out on the race course and doing what we do best, racing against each other. Even if that's competitive or non-competitive, just having a fun on the course, and then just going, you know what? Next year is where it's all going to happen. Let's 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 save all this energy and and just go have a bit of fun this year and finish off in you know with some racing, and then hopefully next year we can knuckle down and do some proper racing. Um, you know, come February half, you know, term. But it'd be interesting to see if Spartan bring races earlier next year. If they rather than start the season in May, will they bring it a little bit closer to, you know? Yeah, I didn't really think about that. Depending on COVID, obviously. Um, In in an all all good world, let's say they start in September, things go well, we don't have the second phase. Would it be possible to race through the winter, maybe in February, and not have a break? Hmm, Interesting. I never really thought about that, bringing it forwards. Um, And then having a break sort of like August, July, August, maybe then going into like championship season for those guys that race championship seasons, you know, it gives you an extra month of just recovery and training, I suppose. Yeah, it would be very interesting. I would, uh, yeah, be a good idea for them to maybe look at doing, bringing it, uh, bringing the season earlier, maybe starting in February. Um, like you say, and then just giving us a bit of a break in the middle of the year. Mm. So yeah, something interesting. So but, I know obviously they were thinking about doing a uh, Manchester Stadion race, didn't, weren't they, in, in February? There was a floated on the grapevine that there would be another Stadion, maybe a Manchester one um, early next year. So that could be something. Start there. Start out. there. Start the season yeah. there. I'd like another Stadion event, that'd be fun. Yeah. And um, probably a little bit better for COVID for less people racing in waves as well, which is not bad. You know, you don't get that mixed sort of feeling, do you? No, very true. So how's training been for you then, Jack, for the moment? Yeah, hey, like, I ju- like I just said there, I think I've I've peaked about 10 times in the last few weeks on my watch um, and then just sort of died off with nothing to really do. Because to be fair, I haven't um, done any sort of virtual or anything really. I've just tried to training at the volume of the legs, which I feel good. I've had a bit of a, 
an upset ankle again the last few weeks. So I took that as a sign that I probably did a bit too much. So mm-hmm. I've, I've backed off the last couple of weeks and sort of half my miles just to try and keep keep my ankle fit and fresh, um, which doesn't seem to do a lot of good. But um, so, yeah, now I'm feeling good now. So it's good. Uh, well, I know miles. on the last episode, we spoke extensively about FKTs and mm-hmm. you had one marked out for yourself. Have you got an earmark of when you're going to give it a go? Do you know what? I did I did a bit of the path the other day, just like six mile of it. And uh, it's getting worse because obviously we've had rain now and we've had sun. Honestly, it's like the stingers are up to my shoulder level. It's not going to be fun to run. I should have picked a different FKT this time of year. I think I'm going to have to wait till at least August until those that everything's died down a back a bit. I think you um, should just put your dry robe on and just uh, get just head straight run, through. Just run straight through like this. Yeah, I think that's not a bad shout. But uh, it's quite funny because I... Um, had a friend of the show actually, Graham um, Roberts, came down mm-hmm. to see me for a coffee the other week, and we sat outside the field fit and had a coffee. And he's been telling me that he's getting into cycling again, um, and he's he's set me a, a small challenge which I haven't told him yet, but I am actually training for. Um, and it's only a forty k time trial on a road bike, but he's told me his time, which was a silly thing to do because <laughs> I don't know if he realizes that that's all I used to do for a point of like two years now- with bikes. Talking about Graham, is it Zwift that he's doing this on or is it real life? Because no, real Zwift, life, real life, real life. It doesn't count because the times that some people are putting out on Zwift is unreal. Like half the time of doing it on the road. So yeah, I'm, no, it's not. It's it's uh, He's doing it properly. I think within his um, Rise and Grind group, so the little other podcast that we don't mention on this podcast, <gasps> um, they, they're doing a little challenge of 40K, the best time they can do it. Um, nice. So yeah, yeah. Um, That'd be I, fun. I'm gonna go and do it and just see what time I can hit, just to see if Ooh. I can, yeah, just set a time for them all to beat. Really, I, I was thinking I could be a real ass and get my time trial bike out of the bike and just going full speed time trial like with my aero helmet and just go to smash the the straightest road I can find and just do it. But um, that would be unfair, I think. Um, no. But I have been looking at, um, this is something that you might be interested in. I'm actually going to try and talk you into buying one as well. Is I've been <laughs> looking into uh, gravel bikes. Oh, yes. So just, just sort of looking at Ryan Atkins and thinking, kind of like what he's doing right now, that whole adventure style, setting FKTs in a bike or just going out and seeing what he can do. So I'm looking at investing in a gravel bike over the winter. Um, which is basically for people who don't know it's it's a bit like a cyclocross bike a bit like a road bike but it basically allows you to have thicker tires in your road bike and it's set up a little bit more comfortable so it's not pure racing it's mm. uh it's more of a relaxed riding position but allows you to ride long miles over varied terrain which is great for around me because i didn't i tend to have a lot of sort of like cross-country tracks and uh like old railway lines and like yeah. stony paths that you couldn't physically ride on a road bike but with no. a gravel bike you could. Um, Interesting. And, I, and I do think that if going forward, if I ever did like an adventure race, which is what I want to do, uh, or like multi-day racing, then obviously that would come in handy because you've got the gravel bike to do both things. Um, so that's that's my thinking in my next stage. I'm not told the wife yet this, but um, <laughs> that, that, that will be happening. And then my next thing <laughs> well, will be... Not unless she finds out. Yeah, well, she's, she shouldn't listen to the podcast anymore, thank God. So we're, I'm, I'm going to tag safe. her in this one. I'm pretty safe. Um she probably does listen to him, but she just ignores me. Um, and then the other thing I was thinking about is a canoe. Oh. I really quite fancy the idea because I'm very lucky where I am that we've got plenty of rivers and plenty of sea. 
as as you as you as you are as well, Luke. Not that you can get to see it at the minute because there's too many people on the beach. But um, yeah, okay. but yeah, just getting on a canoe. I just quite fancy the idea of doing like some mm. long distance canoeing. I don't know. I just um, got this real urge since COVID just to just like do all those yeah, just do all those things that like you wouldn't have necessarily done before because of Spartan racing or a weekend or true, true. Uh, I'm with you on the canoe for sure. I definitely want, um, I would love a kayak, a sea kayak or a canoe. I almost brought a paddleboard the other day and I got this close and then the mist was like, no, I was like, oh, Mind you, but, where would you, where would you keep a paddleboard in a flat? This is the problem <laughs> for me. It's, it's the, uh, where would I keep said item when I could just go outside my door and rent one for an hour for 15 quid. So mm. I'm going to stick to renting one if I, when I want to go out in the moment instead of spending 300 quid on one. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think that's probably the wisest choice at the minute, unless you've got somewhere to put it obviously. But yeah, that's another thing, big thing around here is paddleboarding. Um, yeah. So nice. So fun. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. I'm with you on the kayak there, a sea kayak or sea canoe. That'd be fun. Yeah, it just looks good fun. And I like, and I like that idea of doing some sort of event, like a pre-made adventure race, so like something that you do yourself. I don't know, just, I don't know, I just got the feeling. I, I think there's all this non-racing has got me into actually, like I'm doing all this training for what? Mm. Um, it's a bit like we were saying to earlier on the text to Natasha. She's like, well, if we don't do racing, I quite fancy this. And if we don't do racing, and it's like, well, hold yeah. on, if that's what you want to do, maybe you should just go do that anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just give it a go. I think um, I'm, I've earmarked another F, uh, FKT that I'm probably going to do no matter what this year I'll do it at some point. Um, the other day I did a I did a ride, run, ride. So kind of an inverted duathlon. Yeah. Um, that was really fun. I just rode to this kind of country park near that's about five, six miles away from me. I uh, did about five miles around the park, jumped back on the bike, did about six, seven miles on the way back, came round the other way, which was really fun. Um, I just thought I'm going to start doing that. I did a, a run, climb run the other day as well. Oh, nice. Really I did see that on Instagram. Yeah. I've been trying to do a few, uh, a few fun, interesting little bits Bricks. just to keep it going. So yeah. I, had this, I had this idea the other day, and this, I, this idea actually when I was cycling. Um, so I've been wanting to put on a race at Field Fit for quite a while. Uh, do it. But not, but not, not an obstacle. Well, actually, I do. I want to put on, because I do my endurances every year, and mm-hmm. I want to put on some endurance 24 hours. Oof. So one of them would be five four-mile laps with mm. a lap of the obstacle course at the end of each lap as many laps you can do in 24 hours. So that's one. The second one would be a Centurion. So we did a 10 mile lap mm-hmm. and you have to hit the five mile point and the five mile point again. So there's a lap at the start. So a timing mat at the start and a timing mat at the five, and you've got to get round within an hour. So basically it doesn't matter how long you do, you've got to get the hour, but you've got to get each five mile in within the hour, basically. So you've got to keep moving. You can't time out, basically. Yeah. And then he's trying to do basically 10 laps of 10 miles, which is 100, 100 lap miles, obviously, Ooh. 24 hours. Then the other one that I really thought about doing is um, exactly what you just said there. So you do one lap running, one lap biking. Mm. So you do a brick. So for yeah. 24 hours, and it's how many distance you can get in 24 hours. Oof. Because where I am, I'm well set up for that. Because fortunately, all my land is all private land that I yeah. that I rent from, so 
I could easily do a 10 or 5 or 15 mile and be completely in the private land. Yeah. Good land as well. It's like good mixed trail. It's not all flat, boring stuff. It's all good. Yeah. Good Got a bit of difference to the train. That'd yeah. be nice. Wow. So next do year. Put hopefully. On. Yep, definitely. We are. Field fit events. Yeah, endurance events. Yeah, definitely. So that's that's coming. It, one of those will come. I don't know which one yet, but one of those will come or maybe amalgamation of all three. But um, There we go. Listeners, drop us a, in the comments what one of those events would you really like to see next year. Maybe that'll be the event that Jack puts on. Definitely. And then maybe uh, you can take part. Yeah, 100%. But I like the idea of the brick. You just reminded me there. like so Because I thought there isn't any 24-hour races out there that combine a bike and a run. You get a lot of cycling and you get a lot of running, but you don't get one that combines both. Very true. So interesting. Hmm. We will see. The mind of Jack. That's what my mind does over when I go out for runs and bikes. Yeah, just thinks about uh, things. Hey, exercise is the best thing for thinking. Every time I'm on a run, I'm always thinking about something. Hmm. But there is an event going on at Field Fit, the UK short course. And we're going to head over to James right now uh, to find out more about these short courses around the country um, where Field Fit is hosting one of them. Yeah, come and get booked on. Have a listen to James, get inspired. Uh, Go over to fieldfit.co.uk, book on for my short course or send me an email or a text or whatever if you've got my number. Um, Yeah, and and come and get on and come set a time. So... After the break, we'll head to James. Hey guys, we're taking a little break from this podcast to chat to you about one of our previous episodes, episode 101. We had the co-founder of SOS Hydration, James Mayo, now good friend of the show, um, on that episode. And uh, he was basically breaking down hydration for us, Jack. Yeah, what a product they do as well. Um, We learned on the show that hydration isn't just a gimmick, it is a general thing that we need to use in our races. Um, Since then, I've actually been a big advocate of SOS, love the stuff. Uh, Got a a couple of new flavors in berry and coconut. I like to mix the two together, be a bit of a rebel. Um, But yeah, taking it every day, uh, during races, during long runs, during bike rides, uh, just to keep it hydrated, especially with the weather we've had in England recently being so lovely. Um, Yeah, it's all about keeping hydrated. And putting that sweat in the air, electrolytes, electrolytes back in that you've lost during the hard workouts. Um, go check it and out. How, where can the listeners go? Uh, what code have we got for them to check this product out? So uh, the great guys at SOS have given us a great code, 20% off using our code, which is OCRSOS. I believe that's all capitals, OCRSOS, and that will give you 20% off your next uh, hydration order. So head over to INeedSOS.com to make that order. All right, go for it. Right, so now we're joined by James Burton, a UK SOF competitions and safety manager. So James, how are we doing? Hey, I'm good, Luke. Hey Jack, how's it going, guys? I need I need to talk about that haircut. <laughs> what is going on there, James? I knew Luke wasn't going to say anything, but I'm just going to. We've already talked. We were already a little mention about it. Oh, what's going on there, James? Is there a story behind that, or was it um, a bet that you lost? Or uh, no, it's just boredom, basically. That's um, brilliant. Leaving my wife with uh, the shaving uh, kit. That is Whatever brilliant. I like it. 
I quite like it. I'm a bit jealous. Yeah. I might do the same thing. Just he's, leave he's it gone for the, the mohawk through the middle, which yeah. I might actually go for. I think we could yeah. get it. I think I could pull it off. I reckon. I reckon we should all do that for the first race of the season. We should all start with a mohawk down the middle. Oh, like lockdown! You can just turn the video uh, off, right? When I'm on any calls. So. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Already print screen, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be the the cover of the Facebook out uh, of the uh, podcast cover for sure. <laughs> oh. How are we doing, James? Anyway, sorry to bring up your hair so early, but uh, that's all right. All good. Obviously, clearly, uh, lockdown is uh, they're all quite bored in your household because they've taken to your head. Um, I'm hoping you've shaved your wife's head and it's equally the same, but I'm assuming not. No, no, that's, that's <laughs> the next challenge. And the kids? Have the kids got mohawks? That's the best bit. Unfortunately not, but <laughs> I'm working on my son. I think Jay will, will rock a good mohawk. <laughs> Lure him into it with sweets. <laughs> of course, this isn't the first time you've been on the podcast, James. You've been on the podcast a few times, but um, this is the second time you've been on as a sort of um, your job role at the UK RSOF. And I suppose we better get started in. We are back and OCR is back and you're very instrumental about bringing it back in the UK with the um, the short course time trials that we've got going around the country at the minute. Um, where are we at with that at the minute? I know you you sort of said to me, Jack, I know you've got a feel, feel fit training facility. You know, what, what do you want to do? Let's let's come up with something. So I think you guys come up with that and offered it to my training facility. And I think you've got, what, seven or eight other venues now, have we? Got 12 now, yeah. Crikey, so yeah, okay. We started with eight and then four have kind of joined. Um, four of those are open. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, everyone needs to kind of go about getting their self set up and ensuring kind of safety in terms of, coronavirus and uh, getting everything in place first before they open but 12 venues are going to be involved with the competition but basically I think kind of we came at it from two for two reasons really one obviously a lot of people have not been working for several months it's a really good way to as they kind of open their training facilities up to promote them and, and get people training again and racing again Mm-hmm. And I think then the second part, kind of as an athlete myself and as you, know, you guys and many other OCR um, racers out there, we're kind of missing that competition. And while we can't all be racing together, this is kind of that next step between virtual, which, you know, is, is a bit of fun, but it's really hard to race against other people competitively versus people all running the same short course not at the same time, but they're running the exact same obstacles with the same penalties and they're able to see themselves on a leaderboard against other people. Um, so that was kind of the inspiration. And then, yeah, reached out to people like yourself, Jack, and, and others uh, at different training facilities. And yeah, we've got a good crew of 12 training facilities around the country. Hopefully we'll add a few more as the um, kind of uh, the competition runs. It's at the moment going to run till August 23rd. So we've got kind of, just over, just under two months until the end of the competition, basically. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about the other places, but I've had quite a, quite a big take up. Um, my first one booked in today, actually, for next week, so uh, that's good. Um, yeah, and like you say, all the facilities are all around the country as well, so they're not just in one place. You know, there there will be somewhere I'm pretty sure very local to most people that do OCR. Um, you're shaking your head, Luke, but that's your problem for working because I live living, right in the middle of nowhere, so living on the edge of the world where nowhere is. No, um, but field fit's always welcome for you, Luke. Is there anywhere near? Uh, not particularly, so I can't really complain. So, <laughs> uh, there is one place in Southampton, but it doesn't really have a course, so um, it wouldn't really work as a short course venue. It has 
standalone obstacle so it wouldn't really uh work for that this nature of a competition like it's not as uh, well well equipped as field fit and a few other ones i've seen on there at the moment but yeah i might take i might have to take a trip down to field fit now uh lockdown is open to pad and i've been uh granted permission to move around the country <laughs> you're more than welcome to come and get last on our leaderboard luke for sure oh well as long as i'm one ahead of you i'm okay <laughs> not a chance never happening <laughs> Easy. So, James, with the competition, um, obviously 12 facilities, what is the aim? Is there like a grand final? Is it just crowning the short course champions of each facility? What's uh, what's the competition aim? Yeah, at the moment, uh, at the end of August, we're, we're planning just to kind of immortalise all the winners on our website and on social media. So a bit of fame for everyone who uh, is in the podium spots in each facility. Mm-hmm. I think we'd love to organise some kind of national final towards the end of the year. But I think that's kind of really um, kind of, we'll have to wait and see how things go with that in terms of, I don't want to, um, I don't want to kind of put a, put a name of a final out there at this stage, because I think at the moment it's just getting everyone racing again and getting everyone competitive. No, that's fine. I think uh, people are just glad to have a bit of a competitive mini event out there that they can take part in for the moment and if anything um being immortalized on the leaderboard or on social media is uh, is nice enough if there's anything else i'm sure it'll be excellent but um the heart looks like it's taken a lot of hard work to get it going at the beginning anyway and it's only going to grow as well like i keep saying this to one of my, my members and stuff like now it's just an idea a bit of fun just something to get us out of covid but if it goes well and the platform works and you guys have success in it, this sort of thing's only going to grow and improve and we'll get better, more, more companies, more facilities come in, you know, the league gets in better. So, you know, and we can go on to longer course, you know, so it's a great thing to start. It's a good starting point. I know it's come from bad, but actually I think going forward, it might be a really good way of just starting something that, you know, something special really could happen from this really, I think. So it's a great little thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's just bringing the community together, some competitiveness that we all need, I think. So I think I would encourage everyone out there who've got a facility nearby or kind of a, a shortish journey, get get out to it, get racing and, and see where it goes. Like support your local facilities and get some fitness in as well. And by the way, I ran my course today just for, just for I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to run it not too fast. I'm just going to do it at a sensible pace. And um, yeah, it's quite tough. I've just run my own course for the first time and it's actually quite tough. What distance is your course and how many obstacles? Uh, so my course currently is 12, <clears throat> 12 obstacles. Yeah. Um, and it's just shy of nearly, is it just just shy of uh, 800 meters. Okay. Right. So pretty, uh, pretty intense. Quite so yeah, very, it, it very intense. Short. Obstacles come quite quick. There's no oh. real running. It's What's just- the obstacles? they're not secret no start with the low rig um so low rig uh which i've sort of selected five sort of handholds that i would think that most people should be able to do um so it's not completely intermediate advanced you know it's not completely beginner it's sort of a mid-level um low rig then a cargo net so a crawl into a hoist which is 40 kilos into balance beams into monkey bars into a pull, which is like an old railway sleeper, which I actually haven't weighed, but I think it's about 30 kilo, um, round into a cargo net A-frame, 
into uh, obstacle that I call impact is mainly because you hit it and fall backwards, but it's basically a tire wall that you have to go over. Um, into Weaver point two, which I think some people have seen the Viking races. So it's basically an up Weaver into an underneath cargo net into a down Weaver, mm-hmm. um, which is probably the killer of my course, to be fair. Um, if you got there feeling fit, you probably won't be by the time you get off that because it's quite brutal. And then mm-hmm. spider web over the top into and this is my this is my sort of nemesis uh is uh what i call level up but would be known as um stairway to heaven yeah um so that that's the finishing obstacle um how long did it take you i did it nice and casual five minutes 19 so i reckon flat out you're looking at a four minute time flat out averagely i somewhere between five and eight minutes is going to be the average time Mm, there you go sounds good um yeah it's tough 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 course and we're going to get a real range as well so i think what we what didn't want to put on any kind of restrictions on the different facilities so there's a range from 200 meters to three kilometers minimum 10 obstacles uh each each facility has to have penalties uh for any obstacle failures but otherwise it's it's up to each each location so you've got jack's course there and then you've got potentially some real short courses because eventually hopefully if we get indoor um ninja gyms open they'll be running some some uh, short courses as well so they'll be like 200 300 meter ones as well and then a couple of like 2k and uh, have come come forward with obstacle lists as well so it should be quite a nice like mix of different locations and different obstacles and where can people find all of these locations is it on the website yeah if you go to ukosf.org there's uh a link to the short course competition and a list of all the locations and uh, more information about the competition, basically. And obviously one thing we will mention is if you do want to take part in the league, you do have to be a member of the UKSF. So uh, the, the membership details are on there as well to sign up and join, um, which is a good thing to be a part of anyway, obviously. Um, so we do, we do suggest that you go and become a member of the UKSF as well. Yeah, absolutely. So super cheap it's a tenner uh fiver for kids uh anyone who's a key worker can can register for free at the moment and also anyone impacted by coronavirus as well can can go in there and register for free so yeah we want to get our members in we're aiming to apply to become an official sport next may uh, one of the kind of key criteria of that is to have a membership and so that's kind of one of the key strategies is to grow our membership as well um, we need to get up to 1600 members uh, by may next year nice well make sure you register it only helps ocr in the uk grow and competitions like this really do encourage people to take part as well um obviously jack mentioned that the speedy time for his course is going to be about four minutes but all rangers can take part in the courses it isn't just for people at the fast end anybody should just give it a go it's a great I feel something like this is a great like time trial kind of test. Um, it might be good like in running if you do like a 5K, you time trial yourself to see where you're starting. And then later on in the month, you will redo it to see if you've made any improvements for your training. It'd be great to do that on these kind of short courses in OCR. So it gives you uh, the same course and then you can redo it and uh, have a bit of an OCR time trial kind of ranking so you know for training purposes where you're at and equally like if there's one obstacle like for instance like for me stairway to heaven a lot of people struggle with that so it's going away and training that upper body upper body upper body 
you know, ability, I was meant to say, mm-hmm. upability is a new word for you. Oh, God, the Jack <laughs> Dictionary. Upability. <laughs> upability, upper body ability, of, and like climbing up uh, that particular position on uh, level up, as I call it. Um, you know, go away, learn, practice, get better, come back, then you can achieve that. You know, whereas before you might have taken a penalty or falling off the obstacle, now you can achieve it, you know, mm-hmm. win-win, chicken dinner, all that. You know? Talking about penalties, what is your penalty? Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here. Well, I was sitting here last night going through the rules and making my rules. For my, I actually don't know. I'm in that horrible position where I don't know whether to go work out an average how long it takes me on each of those things and do a timed penalty at the end mm-hmm. or physically give a, a penalty like a burpee or, you know, crawls, bear crawls. Whatever. I personally like doing something else. So I like wearing out the same muscles. So let's say stairway to heaven very grip and arm dominant so you could do something that's on your arms you know um but then again it requires more space more time more you know watching so something like if you fail off an obstacle or miss an obstacle there might just be a timed penalty for me but that is to be confirmed i'm not 100 there yet i don't know what i'm personally going to do so also each facility can make their own penalties yeah, absolutely. Just, we just need to make sure that, again, we want to have a base level. So I think the only restrictions we said is the penalties have to take longer than it would take to complete the obstacle. And then it's up to each facility to decide the penalties that they want to they set. Okay, cool. I mean, ideally, what would be quite cool is like a mile lap for every failed obstacle. That'd be quite funny. <laughs> I guess some weird Haters. times. <laughs> Short course that takes you about three hours. Like it. Yeah. But no, that's good because obviously um, penalties in races is one of those contentious issues. Like, what is a good penalty? Is it timed? Is it banded? Is it burpees? So it'd be nice to see the different ideas from facilities, what condones a penalty. And you never know, one of those might come out to be something that gets used more widely within the OCR community. So something nice to see. I mean, this is something that we spoke to Ian um, a lot about, isn't it, Luke, on the podcast? And I mean, what they were going to use in Russia this year, I think it actually makes sense, you know, having the band system and mm-hmm. you get three bands and you get a band taken off you for every failed obstacle. And then if you get back with no band, you can't finish. Or if you get back with two, you've got one penalty. If you get back with one, you only get two penalty. So I think that system works really well in a race. And I'm yeah. actually disappointed that we haven't had, because of COVID, we haven't actually had chance to, to run that sort of ses- season, that sort of session. Um, and I do think Spartan with the burpees puts things a little bit twisted, but I think that will finally go as well and we'll get a banded system in Spartan going forward. I, I think that'd be the way forward for most OCR races. Um, I don't know if James knows any more about that, but I generally do think that's the way that OCR will go, um, like a three banded system. So. Yeah, no, I think uh, obviously it's the world OCR penalty system and to be honest, I haven't raced it either. So I'm looking forward to kind of giving it a go. And I think especially over a short course, I think it will just make it really fast paced and interesting kind of race. So, um, yeah, you're welcome to give that a kind of go Jack and set that up. I might do it. I've got, I've got loads of bands, so I might do that a three banded system. And if you finish with no bands, then no time. I like that. There you go. May just have, uh, sorted something out for you, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Boom. So with the creation of this, James, has there been anything else within um, the OCR thing scene you've been working on with the UKSOF? Yeah, there's lots, to be honest. Um, so I think uh, some of the key things that we're, we're working on, well, I guess probably the major thing we're working on is just around um, COVID and mm-hmm. supporting 
coaches, uh, training facilities, events. I think there's been a bit more recently with event, um, sorry, with training facilities and coaches, as, as everyone's seen, kind of things starting to move. Hmm. Events, to be honest, and mass gatherings, there's not been a lot happening, but we're really just trying to build those relationships with Sport Scotland, Sport England, um, organisations in Wales, Northern Ireland, um, and um, just trying to build up with actually other sports as well, like more established sports like triathlon and running. Nice. And obviously, when we go and knock on the Department of Culture, Media and Sports door, we're this little kind of <laughs> org that's not even a sport yet. So we're just trying to yeah build those relationships to actually kind of help our members basically and, and try and grow the sport um and then um we've as mentioned we've got a membership system that we're we're building out um and sean wilde is kind of working on the coaching system which i know i think jack you've been on i think luke you've not been on yet but you were kind of planning to as well yeah i was pending to go on the last one but couldn't make it due to work um which Sounds funny now, so I haven't been to work for so long. <laughs> but uh, I hopefully will be on the next version of the Level 1 World OCR or whatever in incarnation of the course that will be there. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're, we're trying to structure all the kind of things you'd expect from a governing body, really. I think uh, we have to kind of put that against the fact that we're all volunteers and there's only mm-hmm. so much we can all do. Um, but yeah, I think we're starting to make some decent steps and, and hopefully as more people get involved from either just being members and providing feedback or actually getting involved in volunteering, it will continue to grow. And uh, I'm positive for the future of uh, OCR in the UK. It's it's surprising. It's kind of already almost two years that we've had the organisation, like in May next year, that will, that will come around pretty quickly and we'll be applying to be a sport and hopefully... Uh, once you're a sport, you get access to funding and we can really start to develop the sport from a youth perspective and, and grow, grow OCR in the UK. Yeah, that's where it really needs to come, is it, from the grassroots upwards, I think. That's one big thing. We do have like lots of kids in, interested in OCR in England, but we don't have anywhere to put them, which is crazy, isn't it? Mm. Like, there's no real dedicated, um, not that I know of anyway, a real dedicated section where kids can go and learn, which that's massive, isn't it, for a sport? Um, to yeah. Grow. And kids love it, right? They've been inspired by Ninja Warrior and all of that. And you've got these little Ninja Warrior kind of places popping up and things that kids are going to love playing on. But actually, that kind of um, route into sport is, is missing right now. And I think that's where we've got the opportunity to, to structure it. And Yeah, true. Talking about kids and obstacle course races, um, have either of you got Netflix? And have you seen the new show on there, The Floor is Lava? Oh, I've heard of it. I've not seen it yet. <laughs> it is, for, for what it is, it is probably kind of terrible fun. <laughs> like, I would call it terrible fun. Like, it's crazy jumps and funny obstacles. Basically, it's just like the the game, The Floor is Lava. You can't touch the floor. Um, I watched the first episode the other day, and it was hilarious very american but mm-hmm. funny to watch and i would probably like to jump around on there it'd be quite fun but <laughs> i would just when you mentioned kids that came to my mind like the floor is lava when you were a kid jumping around and not trying to put your foot down but it's great to see stuff like that coming around which hopefully kids will watch they'll get interested in doing more obstacle or agility based sports which will lead them towards ocr hopefully no, 
Absolutely, that's kind of what we want, right? And I think um, there, there's kind of real talk of Olympics as well. And you know, to think that whether that happens like in eight years or 12 years or 16 mm-hmm. years, I feel I feel like it will happen. Um, and that's quite exciting, I think, opportunity for, uh, well, probably not for us, but the next generation. <laughs> talk yeah. to yourself, you're all git. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not me. Uh, no, I'm 32 tomorrow. Ooh. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Old. Bless him. Yeah, getting old. You are. I'm younger than you. Go. <laughs> With that air, no way. <laughs> uh, well, no, talking of Olympics, yes, obviously we've heard the Olympic thing banded around for probably, what, two, three years, maybe a bit now, kind of talking about that it could be a possibility. But it is amazing to see how widespread the sport is now especially doing some of these virtual races just seeing how many countries have signed up to take Mm. part in spartan events to take part in the um world ocr virtual series race um all that kind of stuff just to see different people from loads of different backgrounds doing these ocr events um it just shows that it's kind of warranted to be on that kind of stage that it is out there with so many people um, so it's great to hear that it could be happening in the future and um, obviously fingers crossed that the UK can be a, a bit of a powerhouse when it happens. Absolutely. I think we're we're playing a bit of catch up, if I'm honest, compared to some of the structures, especially when you look out in like Southeast Asia and stuff like that. But yeah. I think in terms of UK and OSR, OCR, we're, we're kind of, we should be the powerhouse. We've got so many people competing. So I think it's, having a bit of catch up and then getting getting kind of our name out there and doing what we do best really yeah very true um so james what about yourself um what does racing look like for you this year is there going to be anything <laughs> from mr burton i think everyone's in the same boat right just like um what is going to be the first race we do <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm really just trying to figure out what's next really i think so I had planned uh, both uh, the FISO OCR World Championship and also the um, o- the Eventry OCR World Championship. So yep. that was all planned. Both of those are now, ca- now cancelled. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, we'll see. I, you know, I like my ultras, so maybe uh, Spartan Scotland in the ultra up there if that happens. Lovely. Um, but yeah, On the really- bright side, James, is you're a, you're a lot wealthier now. That's it, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because those trips are not cheap. No. I know, I know. But um, yeah, we'll see. I think going to be uh, hopefully a couple of races this year, right? That we can train for and focus on. Well, like we were saying, I, I genuinely do think I do think things will start in September. So I genuinely think we will have some sort of race, whether it be competitive or not. And it'll be really interesting to see if we we all go. Like I know we're all missing racing, but. It would be interesting to see if they get a full turnout. It could be crazy. It could be get they could get so many people that they really struggle with numbers, or there will be a limit of something. Yeah. Yeah. If we race, there'll be a limit, and there should be because you need to put safety first in anything right now. But it'd be nice to race again. Yeah, and I think I don't think we're far off. And now that Europe as well has started opening its doors to people with these gateways, it means we can go abroad as well if they're safe over there to do so and come back. So. You know, there's always options to go and do a race. Um, so there's always Reborn. I noticed that they've just said today that they're going ahead in Denmark. So there's that one. 
and a couple of the um you not doing any of the toughest this year james uh potentially again i don't think they know when they're going to be running their first event uh some of the phoenix team are all doing toughest so yeah i think i'm more of a 10 10 miles and up kind of ocr racer they're a bit too short for my liking um, but uh, they are great. All the ones I've done have been so much fun, and the obstacles are amazing. Mm. We'll see. Wow, excellent. Thank you very much for joining us, James, taking time out of your busy day for us. Um, good to hear all the information about the new short courses that are around the UK. Everybody get out there and uh, look up where your local one is, give it a go. Um, but yeah, thanks a lot, James. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. No worries. Stay safe. I hope to see you at Field Fit to set a record, James. Absolutely. I'm going to have to do a bit of a tour, I think. No, I've kind do of it. Got that'd be great. That was my idea to do like a tour around. I wish, uh, wish I could have the opportunity to do that. That'd be good fun. Yeah. No worries, James. Thank you very much. Appreciate Thanks, that. Thanks, James. There we go. Excellent to have uh, James Burton joining us again on the show to tell us more information about these short courses in and around the UK. Um, it's great to hear that he's got 12 of them now, which is really good. And they are, there's one up in Scotland, obviously field fit over in Ipswich. You've got them all around the country in different locations, which is a great thing to see. I think it'll only grow as well. Uh, like I say, last time I looked, it was eight. Then he said it was twelve, which surprised me. And I think, I think you know, coming a few weeks, we might have a few more as well because I think it, it's difficult to get people involved. But then once one or two places get involved, it's going to grow and amalgamate. And like I said, why wouldn't it amalgamate over the next few years into something bigger and special, which would be great for OCR? Um, obviously, James is doing a real good job at trying to get OCR into the uh, sport of OCR, if that makes it into a national mm-hmm. recognised sport, which is. Great for OCR, great for grassroots, great for Olympic bids. Um, so yeah, I think under the new helm of UK OSF, I think it's good. I think it's only good for OCR and good for UK OCR and uh, good for us as athletes. So yeah, it's in good hands with James Burton, that's for sure. And he's a super guy, a lo- lovely guy as well. Nice guy, I love having James on. Um, and a good racer, you know, he likes the old, lo- longer stuff, but you know, it was... Yes, definitely, uh, definitely a good athlete as well. And uh, I think that helps when it comes to creating these things, because he's got a bit of uh, an inside track on what's needed, what kind of uh, stuff you want from the competitive side, what start, uh, kind of things you need from the non-competitive side to have a bit more fun as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. Well-balanced guy to be in that position for sure. Very true. And obviously we touched on a few news points from around the world of OCR. Things seem to be opening up. There's races that are happening, live races. Um, Even there's more events popping up in and around Europe that are saying that they're going to be happening later in the year. So it's uh, it's great to hear. So we'll hope to see you on the course sometime soon, won't we, Luke? We hope to see you out there, guys. Have a great one.